Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money, so you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe? Today, we not only have to worry about bank failures, but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar that would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report, or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to get it now. 
All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up, uh, the the latest headlines, what you need to know, and why it matters. Stay here. Syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And welcome, Kevin McCullough. Glad to have you with us. Uh, tonight we will dig into some of the uh, bigger stories of today's headline cycle. And we will also go behind the scenes on one of the stories that has been uh, most, uh, I don't know, heart wrenching, I would say, to many people over the last three years. Uh, but uh, that's all straight ahead this hour, and I hope that you'll stick around. Also, for my own thoughts on uh, a couple of significant issues tonight. We start first with a defendant from January 6th. Uh, what is currently happening with those who are still being detained? And what is the long-term prognosis, especially given that this is an election year? Uh, the uh, Biden administration and the Trump campaign could not have come to a sharper disagreement over what should be happening. In fact, uh, President Trump has said publicly that he is considering exonerating all those being held on charges related to January 6th. My next guest uh, undoubtedly has a perspective on this. Tim Hale is his name, and he's an Army Reserve veteran who was incarcerated for nonviolent offenses from January 6th of 2021. Tim, welcome to SNC Tonight. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Now, obviously, you are not incarcerated at the uh, present time. Uh, what is the uh, kind of elevator version of your story? Well, I did about uh, two years in the D.C. jail. Uh, I did an, after I was sentenced, finally. I uh, did one more year on uh, the Fort Dix prison here in New Jersey. Um, the long and short of it is I was with a lot of guys in the D.C. jail for about the first year. It was mostly solitary confinement, uh, a lot of due process violations, still a lot of due process violations. Some conditions have improved, but there's still hundreds of people either in D.C. or across the country who are still being kept captive. Um, they're being used by both sides as political pawns. And honestly, we're all we're all being used as weapons to attack President Trump. So it, it's a it's a very multifaceted thing. And I'm happy to get into I want to I want to try to peel back what I want to try to peel back what you're saying there so that uh, the, the viewers can understand like one piece of it as at a time. Um, first of all, the and we on the outside were aware of the solitary confinement and many things were done to try to address that. But what were you as someone who was being held um, in that condition? What were you being told during that period of time? Well, effectively, not much. We were basically told that uh, the conditions were justified because of COVID-19. So COVID, just like as you saw in a lot of the and again, I'm not a partisan person, but a lot of the blue states obviously had way worse lockdowns 
lockdowns and the they did they basically used that as an excuse in DC, which is very blue, uh, to keep us locked down in the jail. They basically denied us access to our lawyers, wouldn't give us our discovery, we couldn't have religious services, you couldn't have family visits, yeah, and on and on and on. And COVID-19 was the Trojan horse that was used to deny us basic civil rights. And keep in mind, we weren't convicted at the time. So right. we were pre-trial detainees. This is before, this is before any proceeding had begun. Right. Exactly. So the, due, the Bill of Rights and even the 14th Amendment were all gutted. And again, it was basically to crush our souls and get us to take plea deals. Some people did, but it... It's still going on. This stuff is still going on. I went to trial. Some people went to trial. But this is all like spiritual warfare to an extent. And it's all to get as many convictions as possible so they can say, oh, let's see, look at all these convictions. Obviously, these people are guilty. Obviously, there was an insurrection. Obviously, you know, orange man bad. Trump, you know, Trump did this, which is not true. Uh, But that's it's all about a narrative. Well, it's pretty obvious uh, for those of us on the outside watching that the attempt on this, while it is still being played out in many aspects, but the attempt to convince the nation of that narrative has not effectively worked. Um, And there's at least enough people that have significant questions about the process that you and the other defendants went through uh, to uh, still be discussing it in a a rather argumentative fashion. Uh, Let me ask you this. when you were a part of the day prior to the arrest, um, what did the day consist of for you? When when were you where? When did you did you get inside of the Capitol? Because I know that people have been uh, even arrested who weren't even in Washington that day. Um, so what was your story of that day, that timeline in, in kind of a condensed fashion? Sure, Kevin. Yeah, I, I was at the ellipse to hear Trump's speech. Uh, so I was there in the early, you know, in the morning. Um, not everybody went to hear Trump's speech, which is, which is a little weird to me. But you know, sometime during his speech and a little after the end of it, people started moving in like these large caravans or whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't even call it a march because people moved very slowly. But they want you to think that Trump said some magic words and everybody rushed from the ellipse to knock down the Capitol building. That's not what happened. But I, you know, I meandered from the ellipse over to the Capitol area, the Capitol grounds. But what people don't realize is that some people knocked over some barriers a half hour before I even got there, before Trump even finished his speech. And so the average person who went to the Capitol had no idea that it was a, a quote unquote restricted area. And so a lot of suspicious characters were involved in that breach. And so thousands of people poured onto the Capitol grounds and the Capitol police. I mean, best case scenario, they were just unprepared, let's say. And so they don't know how to respond. And so the crowd starts getting sprayed, flash banged, shot at with rubber bullets. And basically there were agitators in the crowd. There's a lot I could say. It's been three years. But I mean, I got to say, I have a a 40 page report written by me and the other inmates, especially Jessica Watkins, one of the Oath Keepers. And we know there were agitators in the crowd and we know that there were federal informants there. So it was a trap. How can people get a copy of that report? I've actually I'm actually I scanned all of it. Uh, I've posted it on my Twitter account. It's Lewis of Monmouth, or you can search me under Tim Hale, criminally funny J Sixer. 
Uh, but I mean, I'm posting probably more video at this point than Speaker Johnson. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but I mean, at this rate, it's going to take 40 years for them to release all the video at this rate. But as firsthand, having gone through a lot of the video and the discovery, having been there, I can absolutely tell you there were feds there. There was Antifa there. I'm not going to blame it all on Antifa and I'm not going to blame it all on feds, but it was a psyop. And the last three right. years in the we media, are, it's all are, been a sign. We are out of time, Tim. I'm not uh, cutting you off for any other reason except that the clock will if I don't, and um, we're constrained by it. But check out Tim Hale on social media and get the report for yourself if you'd like to know more. And we continue to follow the story of what's happening to the January 6th um, uh, people because it's going to be a major story this year. All right, more coming up. But first, I want to remind you that you have a chance to win a That Kevin Show beautiful coffee mug, uh, the red, black, and white logo of That Kevin Show on the outside, on a white mug with a black candle and black interior. Uh, perfect for your sipping your morning bitter brew like I do. And uh, I hope that you'll uh, register. We want to give one away on Friday. We're going to draw a name. Uh, all you have to do is send an email to thatkevinshow at gmail.com and in the subject line, put coffee mug. That Kevin Show at gmail.com in the subject line put coffee mug that kevin show at gmail.com that kevin show at gmail.com and the subject line put coffee mug for your chance to win a brand new that kevin show coffee mug stay with us more straight ahead you're listening to kevin mccullough i've got a special report just for you from my friends at swiss america and it's free go to swissamerica.com backslash that kevin show to get it now Champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief and then they raped me. 
My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Lately, it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money. Cash has always represented freedom and privacy, but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government. Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the secret war on cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like the secret war on cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. That's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. And welcome back. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, and per usual on this Tuesday, checking in with KT McFarlane. Uh, KT, of course, a national security advisor to multiple presidents and author of the book Revolution, uh, kind of detailing her own story of how the uh, deep state targeted her uh, when she was a part of the Trump uh, administration recently. And KT's keeping her eye on all things national security. And KT, I thought of you first thing when I saw that we had launched some 85 airstrikes over the weekend. It feels like we're kind of at war, but nobody's really talking about it or saying that we are. Are we? Well, Iran is at war with us, and they have been for 45 years. Um, is President Biden at war? Well, who knows? He doesn't talk to the American people. Nobody's really telling us what's going on. We're all trying to piece it together. And whatever he's doing, it's not very effective. No, I was speaking to a, a military um, smart guy yesterday, and he said that these airstrikes, that they essentially hit targets of no consequence, and we told them that we were coming. Yeah, it's called pounding sand. Um, so there, what should be our objective is twofold in these, in these attacks. Is number one, to degrade and destroy the proxy's ability to make war on us. You know, the, the bases, 
the munitions areas, the missile launchers. We're doing a little of that, but we're degrading it by 20, 30 percent, not a hundred percent. And then, as you point out, or as your friend told you, we're telegraphing to Iran and to the proxies and to the world. We're going to strike this place. So, duh, what do they do? They get out of the way. So it's really just, it's meaningless what we're doing. As one person described it, it's an extremely expensive fireworks demonstration. So it's all done for U.S. domestic consumption, not because they're doing anything to degrade the ability of the proxies. But the second reason to do it is to change Iran's behavior, and that's not happened at all. In fact, if anything, it's encouraged Iran to keep going because there's such a weird American response. So are we at war? Who knows? Um, Will we be pulled into a war? I think it's more and more likely with the way the Biden administration has handled it because by pounding sand like this, in other words, meaningless military responses, at, at some point Iran's proxies are going to push, 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 and they're going to eventually have a mass casualty attack of Americans, either sink a ship, destroy a base, and then you're not going to have one, two, three Americans killed. You're going to have a couple hundred. And at that point, even Biden is going to have to pay attention to it. And sadly, I think at that point, we would be pulled into another forever war, one that we're not prepared to fight, um, we don't want, and that could have easily been avoided. And the problem I have with all of these military strikes, and you're listening to all the generals on TV giving the military analysis, nobody is talking about what other weapons do we have at our disposal that are not military. Right. We have an economic weapon. We have cyber weapons. Why are we not employing those? And that's how we won the Cold War, is bankrupting the adversaries. Right now, President Biden, in the three years he's been in office, has probably enriched the tune of $100 billion by allowing Iran to sell oil, sell oil at higher prices, and then direct money transfers to Iran. This is all exactly the opposite of what President Trump did. Hey, T. I, you know, people criticize um, people like me if I say that his actions demonstrate a contempt for America instead of a love of America. But it's hard for me to interpret as anything other than that when objectively speaking, and again, wiping away the the political labels or the uh, talking points about who headed up the policy, et cetera, et cetera, just on its face, the president's job is to protect America and to advance American interest and to make us better off. The, 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 the whole idea that you can have a, an American president who has a contempt for the phrase, you know, making America great is a, is a little, should be an, an, an anathema to American citizens, but especially when it comes to our national security policy. And if what you're saying is true, and if what the military leaders I've been talking to are telling me the truth, we are wasting money, wasting resources, wasting weapons that we might actually end up needing for actual defense purposes uh, in the near future. And it's it all stems from this idea that what? That he's supposed to use the military to help posture himself as a leader for the next election cycle? I mean, what what is really the narrative and the game plan of what he's trying to, to pull off here? Well, I don't think it's to, you know, their, their whole policy and approach, whether it was the Biden administration or the Obama administration before it, was that they were going to make nice to Iran. They were going to coddle Iran, placate Iran. For what purposes? Iran. How does that help well, America? Gonna bring, I know, but it's not. They think that's going to bring peace in the Middle East. 
And it's not. It's had exactly the opposite effect. It's encouraged Iran to be a malign and malignant actor. Look, Iran for 45 years has had two objectives written into all of its documents, foundational documents, to get the United States out of the Middle East and to destroy Israel. Kill Americans, kill Jews. They've never varied from that for 45 years. Now, their tactics have changed in the 45 years, but they're still at war with us. They're just sort of changing how they're doing it. And they finally, with Obama and now certainly with Biden, they've got a president who's helping them achieve their goal. Now, do I think that these people in the Biden administration are evil and nefarious? No, I just think they're really incompetent and they're arrogant and they can't possibly think that they would be wrong. But because there does not seem to be any course correction for what is clearly a very failed and dangerous strategy. Okay, you're you're still willing to give them a little more benefit of the doubt, which I think I was willing to for the first, you know, few months or a couple of years, whatever. Into... Sure, they're evil. I don't really care what's in their minds. That's between them and their gods and their consciences. I just care that they're not helping. They're hurting America. Right. And, that and that's totally the bottom line. Stopped. For me, at some point, the, the labels wash away. And whatever the the, narr- the you know the narrative is that people use in terms of rhetoric, that that's how it's going to be interpreted. But but there's got to be an objective look at what are we doing, and it's not just in national security. And I know that you know this. I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but I want my listeners to understand it's the national security policy coupled with the border that's wide open and the importation of military aged men by the millions that have no jobs and nothing to do here, like. There are so many areas where you just turn and look and you go, well, how is that helping America? And you look at, at the economic, well, how is that helping? And nothing adds up to anything that benefits either myself or my children's generation. No, it's not about helping America. It's about keeping themselves in power. You know, the whole open border thing, you know, they know what they're doing. All the people who say, well, don't you understand this is going to be a strain on American security? It's going to cause domestic crime problems. It's going to cause massive amounts of money that are going to bankrupt our cities and states with all these millions of illegals. They know. They don't care. Because to them, those are all millions of new voters. They think, okay, bring in 10. We're not winning these elections on our own. The American people don't like what we're peddling. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to bring in 10, 15 new, new people. We're going to bring them into the United States, give them free health care, free housing, free credit cards, you know, debit cards. And then we're going to give them voting rights, and then they're going to vote for us. And so the Democrats' plan is a permanent Democrat majority, not from the American people who are here now, but the new ones they're going to bring in. Even Elon Musk says this. He said it's really simple. They bring in new people, give them a lot of benefits, give them voting rights. They vote for the Democrats. It's a permanent Democrat, one-party democracy. All right, KT McFarlane, I always appreciate your insights, even when... uh... It's not a very happy topic. You're always shooting straight with us, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Mickey Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com.
Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money, so you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe? Today, we not only have to worry about bank failures, but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar that would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the Secret War on Cash It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report, or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government, 
Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Yesterday when the... Uh, Senate border bill came out and so it was so widely uh, immediately discussed uh, across uh, talk radio, uh, OTT television, news channels, etc. It became very clear that the thing was pretty much dead on arrival and it's, it's not going to become the law of the land. But how close of a bullet did we miss with this piece of secret legislation? It's pretty obvious when it comes to even people like Elon Musk that there is a Uh, a nonsensical and I would say nefarious plot uh, to execute border policy the way we've been doing it. And he says, in fact, that this uh, policy is designed to open border and floodgates so that uh, Democrats can stay in power. Um, Some people are going to say, well, the administration says that's not going to happen because those people can't vote yet. That's what they, that's, that's what they never add tacked onto that yet. But can they and will they use this as a way to take permanent democratic control of the country? Richard C. Lyons, author, rejoins us to discuss. And Richard, it's great to see you again. Thanks for coming back. Um, The replacement theory, and you even hear President Biden disparage this. Oh, replacement theory. It's a bunch of garbage. But the truth is, with the numbers that have come, we're talking about between eight and nine million people that have been apprehended. And another uh, 750,000 to a million that have gotten away. And in the process of all of that, we've eclipsed the population, I think, of our smallest nine or 10 states. And it's the equivalent, uh, or or no, uh, smallest 34 states. And it's the equivalent of our smallest eight or nine states combined when you're talking about this level of population. Your thoughts? Um, I I think that theory has a basis. It's merit. It has merit. Um, One of the first things that Joe Biden's administration did, and I have this courtesy of the Heritage Foundation, was to issue Executive Order 14019, Kevin. And what that did was ordered all the federal agencies of the American government, that's 435 different agencies, to work with left-leaning nonprofit organizations in urban areas of America to expand the voter rolls of the Democratic Party. That's one party taking control of our common agencies, supposedly, to expand the voter rolls of the Democratic Party. At the same time, in states such as Pennsylvania, a toss-up state, they are requiring that if you come up, if you come up to get your driver's license, it is automated that you enter the voter rolls. It's an automated system. So if you are an illegal alien, newly, newly arrived in Pittsburgh, and you go in to get a driver's license uh, illegally, and they give you one, you're automatically enrolled in the voter roll. So I think this this is by design. I think there's a design here. I think Elon Musk is you know famous for his designs, and he sees the design here. Well, I think that not only that, I think there's about seven or eight layers to this, not the least of which is even if they can't vote today, Kamala Harris said the quiet part out loud just last week when she was asked, well, why are you suing Texas to take the border, the the razor wire away from the border? And she said, so that, quote, 
the Border Patrol can do its job, process people, and that we can put them on a quick path to citizenship. I, I had not heard anybody from the administration say that, but she said it out loud. Um, path yeah. to citizenship is automatic voting rights for the people that, that obtain it. And you're talking about 9 to 10 million people that are here that we're not – we don't know anything about them. We don't really know anything of where they came from. And yet they are being flooded into uh, different parts of the U.S. that they would like to see change color. That's why there's such a push to keep many of them in Texas. They want to see Texas become purple and then eventually blue. Um, and and I said that that's just one of the things. The second thing is that the next time the census comes around, all illegals, though they can't vote at present, will be counted in that. And that will be congressional delegation seating and also uh, allocations for resources that are based on population. So while they say there's nothing nefarious about this, Richard, it's it's right out in the open, even to the degree that the vice president said it. Yeah, and that's very insightful, Kevin. All the funding that goes into urban areas are based on the population that you would have taken in a census. Correct. And all the representation in the House expands or contracts based on population shifts. So... Yes, you would have you would have a, a far more left leaning uh, population enhanced by 13 million new arrivals. So in light of this, I guess it becomes kind of incumbent upon us that are making these observations. What should we be encouraging those who are watching to do in response? And that is the real philosophical divide. And we're right, Kevin. I think you agree at a why in the road. I mean, is, yeah. is government going to expand to such an extent that it can take in a 13 million dependents? I don't, I don't think we are. Richard C. Lyons, we're going to leave it there. Thank you for being with us tonight. So appreciate it. Well, thank you, Kevin, very much. Kevin McCullough coming back from the news desk in New York. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she told her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, 
and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Lately, it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money. Cash has always represented freedom and privacy, but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government. Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the secret war on cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like the secret war on cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. That's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. happening in new york or across the globe learn why it matters first on kevin mccullough radio kevin mccullough very glad to have you with us as we uh, kind of uh, move on through the biggest stories of the day there's also these human interest ones that we want to uh, touch on as well and i hope that you will um, check us out every night at nine o'clock here on salem news channel and of course i'm with you regularly Saturday and Sunday night with That Kevin Show. I uh, look forward to seeing you there as well. Uh, something that I've been following on my radio show for the last year and a half or so has been the continuing drama between the Biden administration of kind of forcing the trans agenda on public schools. Uh, gender theory is the very you know uh, fancy way that they uh, referred to it in uh, certain circles. But it really is a dividing point between um, schools authority, parental authority, and parental rights. Um, even in the last election in 2022, when there was not a much of a red wave at the top of the ticket, on school boards across the country, some parents had had enough and changed out some 50 of the most progressive school boards that had been pushing some of this stuff. Unfortunately, it has not gotten any better in the public arena. And a story out of New York tonight is reminding us of this. A father 
uh, Dennis Hannon, 32, um, is going to lose custody of his son because he has not embraced the trans agenda for his own child. Uh, here to discuss is M.K. Sweeney. She's the author of Magi Miriam, the Boy Who Saved the Kingdom, and she also cares strongly about the welfare of children. Uh, M.K., it's good to have you tonight. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your show, Kevin. Thanks for having me. What what crosses your mind when you see a story like this, specifically a parent, specifically a biological parent, who's on the uh, you know cusp of of losing custody of his child? Yeah, so I read some of the articles and coverage of that particular story. And um, in that instance, it sounded like the mom was pushing the agenda from when the child was three. I do think that, um, you know, societally, there is so much hyperemphasis on both sexuality and transgender more recently that it is a, a, it's a head scratcher, um, especially with the purity blockers and things like that. For these kids who are adolescent with a lot of hormones raging anyway, so it feels quite confusing to add medical treatment as well as this also kind of social sex agenda on top of it. But this particular story out of New York that you're referencing, it sounds like a tragedy for the father. I mean, I think he fought it for years. He spent $150,000 defending it. He's apparently bankrupt. Um, But... I mean, I guess that the silver lining is that that particular child, to my way of understanding, kind of crossed back over and is a happy boy. Um, And I mean, I think about my own child, Kevin. I have three kids, and my 11-year-old, you know, yesterday she's a vegetarian, and today she only wants to eat, like, McDonald's (laughs) Whoppers. (laughs) She or big, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth. There's so much change at this particular stage. I don't quite understand why you wouldn't let them mature and let the dust settle. And if they're an adult and they still kind of have this inclination, that's their choice and so be it. But as young children that are, you know, younger than adolescent or adolescent, seems very confusing. Well, and uh, as a father of three, I can relate to that. Uh, the uh, fluidity with which kids um, uh, go back and forth on their choices. I literally had a kid who uh, wanted to eat nothing but mustard and ketchup as a very, very small child. And now at 13, he doesn't really like either one of them anymore. And who doesn't like mustard and ketchup, you know, at the end of the day? Um, but this is this speaks to the non-permanence of the adolescent mind. And I'm hopeful, uh, you know, Moms for Liberty and a lot of these groups have really um, rallied people that are normally not very politically aligned with them uh, to be thinking about advocating for and speaking out on this issue. I believe that President Trump in his speech before the New Hampshire primary actually said that uh, upon election, he will ban DEI, he will ban CRT, and he will ban um, gender theory from the public schools, saying that the public schools don't have any business going into this part of the child's life or in this level of education. And a lot of what we have seen come about over the last three years has been because the administration on day one blackmailed the public school systems of this country. Um, so I'm not familiar with the blackmail, but there you have it. I mean, that wouldn't... Well, let me, let, me, let me lay it out for you. They basically said to the public school districts, you want money from Washington to feed your kids uh, low-cost breakfasts in the morning? You have to you have to adopt our gender theory curriculum for your schools. And that's where the fight began. And parents weren't really aware at first. And it took a little while for it to begin to be implemented. But when they started to be awakened to what was happening, uh, they were rightfully uh, outraged by it. Yeah, yeah. 
So I can track that. I mean, in particular with the transgender, I did have the thought, how much of it is just escapism for this particular age child? Because there's so many insecurities. I mean, and that's why I think a lot of young, younger people, adolescents and 20-year-olds, have, have some issues with drugs and things. They're trying to escape their reality, right? They're unhappy, hormones are raging. There's a lot of insecurities you kind of have to break through naturally. And so when you position this thing, oh, why don't you just change your gender? <laughs> I mean, you may very well regret that in four years, just like you regret taking you know, crack or something in four years. Um, and so to kind of target kids is, is really a, it's a, sad, it's a sad thing to do, isn't it? Well, it's why um, permanent permanent ideas and suggestions should not be accessible uh, to these uh, kids because they don't. And I, I want viewers watching to know that the Independent Women's Forum over on their homepage, they have uh, Identity Crisis, which is a documentary series where they have documented detransitioning kids, mostly girls, who have lost the ability to have children, who have lost their breasts, who have lost their sexual function. And they are now regretting the choices that were made, oftentimes kind of put upon them by adults in their life. And they're telling the stories of these detransitioners. And I think we've got to be supportive of that work. But it's also a very good cautionary tale. I want people to see that documentary uh, because uh, these these decisions have consequences that they may not be ready for. And to your point, MK, particularly at prepubescent and, and adolescent stages of life. That's right. And so I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm an author, but I'm also an attorney. And the more that there are cases like the one that you just highlighted, the more gun shy, I think probably physicians and whatnot will be to get the permanent drugs uh, at, at an adolescent stage before majority. Um, just because they're going to be exposed to liability. Yeah. So it's good to hear that there's some people coming forth with some litigation. I saw something similar with a, uh, I guess it was a woman who had a double mastectomy at a young age and she's she's coming forth. Um, so I'm not MK, on that note, we're out of time. Thank you for being with us. Best of wishes on uh, Magi of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom. That's her book. Go and buy it. I'm Kevin McCullough. We're coming back to the news desk in New York. Stay I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol 
decreases inflammation. And it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough. Uh, the activity that's been going on at the border has raised a lot of eyebrows. In fact, when Texas decided to put razor wire up along the southern border, uh, people said, you can't do that. In fact, the federal government said, you really can't do that. And they said, yeah, why not? And they said, because we said so. And Texas said, I don't know, go pound sand. And Joe Biden said, well, I'll see you in court. And they went to court, went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that the Joe Biden Border Patrol could, in fact, cut the razor wire if they so desired. To which Governor Abbott said, OK, more razor wire, go. Now there's four to five times the amount of razor wire that there was before. And the Biden administration has backed off from insisting upon cutting it and creating that opening. But that is just a symbol of how deeply this conflict has run over the last number of months. And in fact, a lot of people are saying that Governor Abbott, well, they're saying one of two things. Either he's out of control and he's defying the federal government and he's, he's, he's not you know, fulfilling his responsibilities as the governor of Texas, or they're saying – no, he's protecting his people and by extension, the people of all of the United States, because he's actually doing the work that the federal government has abdicated. The people that argued that the, that the president had the right to hold Governor Abbott in check have no good answer when you say, but what if the president, they say, well, the, the Border Patrol, it's their job to keep the border secure. The question then becomes, well, what if the Border Patrol doesn't do it? Who does it then? And is it okay for the federal branch of government, uh, the executive branch of government, to abdicate its responsibility to enforce the law? That wasn't the question before the Supreme Court, and it may may yet uh, be there before this is all done. The, The limited question that they had regarding the razor wire was just access to whether or not the Border Patrol had the right to cut it or not. Having said that, once they realized what the court was doing, Texas took additional action, which is what they should have done. They made it more difficult for those same Border Patrol 
to carry out these ludicrous orders that even they, as the Border Patrol, don't agree with from the White House. Long story short, this is a simple game. Democrats are trying to get as many people to come into this country that are undocumented and untraceable as they possibly can. They don't care about your safety. They don't care about terrorism. They don't care about the welfare of your kids or the kids that live next door to you. They simply want to convert voters for their own cause in the days to come. That's why it's interesting that once Texas took this kind of courageous stand, you had 25 states after the Supreme Court ruled sign on to and support Texas actively in their active resistance against allowing people into the country. In fact, of those 25 states that stood up and said, count me in, some of them sent actual troops. Just a weekend ago, the state of Alabama sent a few hundred National Guard troops to work with the Texas National Guard in order to enforce the border. That is a good thing. That's Americans doing what American government is failing at, and that is to keep us safe. But let's move on because now you've got 13 governors of those 25 states that are doing even more. 13 Republican governors attended a Sunday media briefing at Eagle Pass, Texas, during which the Texas governor urged President Biden to again take issue on the uh, issue of illegal immigration and entries into the southern U.S. border. Abbott intensified his clash with the Biden administration over runaway issues, demanding immediate action to stem the flow of illegal migrants across the southern. That's why none of us can take tonight off. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to 